This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Chapel International, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Welcome to the Life Preaching Message, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord for an opportunity to hear His Word. I want us to prepare our hearts with prayer and thankfulness as we receive His Word. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Jesus, I thank you. Don't be moving up and down Lord, I thank you. because you are home or because thank of the environment. You. Just do not allow the environment to determine what you do. Give reverence to the word of God and pray and Lord, concentrate for the period you. that you need. Thank because you've been doing it when you go to church physically. Learn to now take the church and your behavior in church into your house. Thank, Thank you, you for, for loving and, and setting me free. Tarando Oh, thank you. Thank you for all you have done. For all that you've done, I will thank you. For all that you're going to do. All that you promise. For all that you've promised. And all that you are. Is all that has carried me through. Jesus, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Thank you. Lord, I thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you. Thank you. I thank 
last time I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you praise. Let your name be glorified in our lives and let our lives be pleasing unto you through the work of faith, the work of trust in your word, the work of belief in that which you have spoken. We give you praise. We give you adoration. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, what a wonderful time it is to be able to gather to hear the word of God and I want to continue continue but this time with particular reference to the work of prayer with particular reference to the work of prayer. But before I go into that, I want us to go through a few of the verses we have been walking through for a while now and on the subject of faith. What is it that is guiding our walk? And, you know, it is important as Christians, if you are a Christian, born again Christian, for us to invest intentionally in the word, finding a resting place in our hearts. You see, the word on the pages of the scriptures, sorry, on the pages of the Bible, will do nothing to the works of the enemy against your life. It is like having a bullet lying on your desk or in your bag. The bullet on its own will do nothing against somebody who is attacking you. It is when they are loaded in a gun that the bullets become lethal. In the same way, it is when the word of God is loaded in the heart that great things happen. It is when the word of God is mixed up in your life that wonderful things happen so if you are a christian and when you wake up in the morning you don't have a drawing a yearning for the word of god not only when you wake up in the morning as a christian if you don't have a constant drawing for the word of god and in the same way, you don't have a constant drawing to pray. Then you are yet to grow. Because most of the good things the human body 
are often not naturally done by children. One of the commonest problems that you have with a child in the house is to go and brush their teeth, is to go and wash their face, is to go and bath. Yeah, these are a few things to wash, brush their teeth, wash their face, and go and bath. And I don't know, but it looks like the boys struggle with the bathing when they are young. Most boys don't like water. I don't know why. Normally, the girl children like water. They like playing in water. When I look at my children, I realize that it's the girls who, when they were young, like to bath. The boys is a struggle, even till now. But I guess as they grow and become men, they will, they will, they will, they will change. But you see, at a certain stage, you don't tell them any longer, go and brush your teeth. You don't tell them any longer, go and wash your face. They do it because they have grown to know the importance of it. They've grown to know that I need to do it for my own good. So in the same way as a Christian, if when you wake up or there are no moments of the day when you feel drawn to read the word of God, then you are yet to grow and you must really work on it to grow because without the word of God, you are no much for the deceptive works of Satan here on earth and in this life. Satan will deceive you very nicely. You see, one of the ways of deception, the excellent deception, is a deception that has a bit of truth in it. It's a deception that makes sense. So Satan is not going to deceive you by telling you all lies from beginning to the end. No, you discover that it's a lie. No, you discover that it's a lie. But he's going to tell you a bit of truth and a bit of lie. But you see, the lie that he will tell you is enough to allow his words to manifest in your life which is distraction, which is stealing, which is killing. Amen. So let us make it a point to give ourselves to the word. Let us make it a point to give ourselves to the word. You see, I'm, I'm quite stuck with the word because that is what I find lacking amongst Christians, no matter how long they have been Christians. And you see, I call them Christians because at least they go to church, they confess Jesus Christ as their Lord, or they speak it as their Lord. I don't know whether they believe it in their hearts, of course. And and the word is so key to your Christian work that I don't know how else to say it. And you see, reading the word, reading the word is not the last step. It's the first step 
of the many things you must do with the word reading the word is the first step of many things you must do with the word because after you have read it you need to think on what you have read in other words you need to meditate by asking yourselves questions that what is the meaning of it so if this is it what does it mean and all those things and it is when you start to meditate on the word that the word begins to reveal to you or it is when you start to meditate on the word that the word begins to work in your life because it is when you meditate on it that you begin to it, it, it begins to shine its light on situations it begins to reveal the lies of satan it begins to show you so many things and then that is when you actually now know how to live the word you have read how to live it so if we are struggling with getting you to read the word then it's a very big struggle because the thinking on the word is also another thing it's also another thing and and that is where satan is so successful as at now his 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 little boys or scouts are stopping you from reading the word by making you sleep a lot by making you always easily distracted by making you not see it as important and all those things so it's almost like you are stopped before you have started but you have to fight it you have to fight it and many of you the power of satan to stop you actually comes from what you have given to him because you remember that your flesh is an ally with satan your flesh your natural self your body is an ally of satan that actually is with you so if you don't do things to overcome it just doing things to overcome your body if you don't do things to overcome your body but you agree with every suggestion it brings then you are not really going to win the battle to read the word and some of you the bibles you have actually gives advantage to your body to tell you your eyes to tell you that no 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 no. it's difficult to read i'm it's, i'm tired because the bibles you have are so small and so cramped words together that it doesn't even even for a scholar of the bible somebody who is a sincere christian who reads the bible would even find it difficult to read it for more than 20 minutes so it's time for you to acquire a good bible it's time for you to make sure that your bible you have gives you a bit more information on the passage you have read you see even if it is somebody's write-up in terms of somebody's commentary and all those things you see we all have different gifts let me say this to you recently i was reading a commentary and i mean other things around a verse and the lord showed me that we all have different gifts 
We all have different gifts. Now, some people are gifted in terms of literature, their ability to read and to understand what they read and to put it in simple language or use simple examples that makes it clear to us. Now, so using the, what they are gifted in allows some of us who are not gifted in that way to be able to still understand the books or the Bible we read. And that is the blessing of books. That is the blessing of books. And, and you know, there's a book that I want, I wanted to show you. It's written in a very, read your Bible, pray every day. It's written in a very simple way that allows you to know some things about the word of God and teaches you how to really do it. Amen. Amen. So, I want you to really spend time to read the word of God. I want you to make every effort to read the word of God and read it and read it over. Amen. Good. So, let, let me go to the point that I said that I want us to revise some of the scriptures that I, I, I that we've been reading. So, we start with Hebrews Hebrews chapter 10 or actually Habakkuk 2.4 but let's do the Hebrews 10 38 the Bible says that now the just shall live by faith now the just in other words the person who will stand right with God shall live shall live by faith but if any man draw back my soul shall have no pleasure in him and it's a quotation from Habakkuk chapter 2, 3 and 4. I don't know whether we want to read that one. Maybe we should. We should. Some of you who always want exciting things. You see, the word of God, when it's working in your life, is very exciting. When you see how it defeats Satan. Habakkuk 2, 3 and 4. It says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him but the just shall live by faith but the just shall live by faith so i believe 
the Bible is telling us that the person who will stand right with God shall live by faith. And then he goes to chapter 11 to define what faith is. Now faith is a substance or realization of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. And then it goes on to tell her, for by it the elders obtain a good report. And it shows through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of which of things which do appear. In other words, we understand that everything was made when God commanded it. That is why we believe that we see what was not made out of what could be seen. In other words, the verse 3 is telling us that the world you see, the things now that you see, actually came from the things or came from the things that could not be seen. But God spoke it into being and it came to be visible to you. Let there be this and there was it. Let there be that and there was it. Which actually tells you that what you see and what you enjoy and what you walk in in the natural realm where we see things is obtained from the realm where we don't see things. And that is why it is important for you to live by faith. It is important for you to act by faith. Hallelujah. So it says that by faith Abel offered, or Abel as you say it here, offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Verse 5, by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Before his translation, the Bible says he had the testimony that he pleased God. Hallelujah. Amen. And then it tells us that verse 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him. But without faith. So you see, it is, it is out of Enoch's pleasing God that this verse came up that without faith you cannot please God 
without faith, you cannot please God. For he that cometh to him must believe that he is and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Let me read the new international reader's version. It says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Those who come to God must believe that He exists. Must believe that He exists. They must believe that He rewards those who look for Him. Hallelujah. So, the Bible is telling us that faith has reward. Faith has reward as in pleasing God. And we saw how Jesus, the Bible tells us, please God by doing things. Or how Jesus had the presence of God with him. By doing things that pleases him. So, from Jesus' words, we can see clearly that when we do things that please God, when we do things that please God, we are going to have the presence of God with us. When we do things that please God. We are going to have the presence of God with us. And that is why the books recommended by Bishop must be taken seriously and enjoyed. It says steps to God's presence. It will teach you some of the things that must be present in your life for you to enjoy the presence of God. And then the anointing and the presence of God. It is by the anointing that the yoke is broken. Hallelujah. Every The anointing upon your life will break every yoke of the enemy that seem to be working in your life. Hallelujah. Good. So please, let's make sure we get our copies, these two books, and read it in this season. And it will bless our lives. I've started reading it. I started reading it way before. And I tell you, it's quite encouraging. And it's, it's a great blessing. Learning about the tabernacle, the presence of, I mean, what you need. The symbols of the different things that are present. As you make your way into the presence of God. One of them is scarlet, which is boldness. You have to be a bold, you have to be bold. To be able to walk this life. Amen. <coughs> this life of faith. You must be very bold. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are here seeing that the Bible says in John 8 29, we're talking about pleasing God and what it does. You see, it brings reward. It brings reward. And one of the 
rewards that is here as jesus who is our light who is is the way for us is that the bible says and he that sent me john 8 29 and he that sent me is with me the father hath not left me alone for i do always those things that please him the new readers international new international readers version says those the one who sent me is with me he has not left me alone because i always do what pleases him he has not left me alone because i always do what pleases him amen so listen clearly we can see how what faith will do for you faith will lead you when you set your heart to please god when you set your heart to please god you need faith but it will bring you the blessing of god's presence with your life and as we saw in the life of jesus god's presence being with him made him victorious in every situation in every situation when he lived and walked amongst us he god presence with him made him victorious even demons had to go away because when he came to a place the presence of god was with him he was never left alone some of you you feel alone most of the time it is because the presence of god is not with you when the presence of god is with you you would actually do not want people to disturb you so i pray that we will do things by faith that will cause us to enjoy god's presence and of course when his presence is with you you have protection when his presence is with you you have provision when his presence is with you many great things would happen in your life you see moses says something when god said he was not going to go with them but he was going to send an angel to go with them he said if your presence go not with us then carry us hence i mean don't 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 take us further i can i think it's exodus 33 or so it says if your presence go not with us then then no what, what is it is exodus yeah exodus 33 verse 15 and he said unto him if thy presence go not with me carry us not up hence if thy presence go not with me carry us not up hence in other words if you are not going with us don't don't 
then don't send us up from here let's be where you are let's be here we want to be here and the reason is that for wherein shall it be known here that i and thy people have found grace in thy sight is it not in that thou goest with us so moses was saying that the evidence of grace in the sight of god is his 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 company with him are absent in his presence there's peace in his presence everything works everything works so Moses was saying that if we have to stay here and stop the journey till you are okay to go with us then let us let us stay let us wait for your presence because it is by your presence that makes us makes things or makes it visible that we are special to you he says from wherein shall it be known here that i and thy people have found grace in thy sight is it not in that thou goest with us so we shall be separated i and thy people from all the people that are upon the face of the earth so you see moses understood what it means to have the presence of god go with you and in the same way you see jesus giving us insight into what brings the presence of god by doing what pleases him we are learning that we have to do the same thing that will, i mean we have to set as our goal to please god not to please man not to please man you make a mistake if you make your as your goal to please man because man cannot be pleased man cannot be pleased man is very changeable man is very variable what will please man today will not please them tomorrow depending on their state so you cannot set as your goal a target that is so movable not by internal conditions but by so many conditions including both internal and external you cannot make it as your goal to please something so unstable it is a blessing and it is wisdom to please that which is stable he's the same god yesterday today and forever he never changes he's faithful to his word and stands by his word so let us make it our goal to please god amen, amen. good we are still reading so we went on to read how that jesus is our example and Jesus is the one by whom we have to follow. When he declared to us how he is the light of the world. How he is the light of the world. And would guide us and would help us to be delivered from every works of darkness. Now at this point, I need to say this to you. You see... Our judgment when life has ended is not 
going to be with Satan. No. We are not standing before the judgment seat of Satan. <coughs> we are not going to stand before the judgment seat of Satan. No. Satan has no judgment seat. Because he has not given us any life. He has not given us life. The person with whom we have to do is God. I said the person with whom we have to do is God. And this is what Satan does. You see, knowing very well he has no judgment seat and has no right to judge any of us because he has not given us life to expect us to account for the life. This is what Satan does. Satan will deceive you to do things that would make you be condemned and judge unfavorably when you stand before God. Hear me and hear me well. This is a master strategy of Satan. Get them, to, uh, you, we have no power over them because we have not given them anything. We have not given them life. Get them through the access that we have, which is their flesh. Get them to do things that would make God unhappy with them. And from there, God himself will deal with them and bring them to us. It is when they come to us in hell that now we would have control over them. Hallelujah. So understand that. You see, Satan would mislead you to do things that does not sit well with God. Now, Jesus being the light of life. I said, Jesus being the light of life is here to guide us to expose the deceptions of Satan. To expose the lies of Satan. And to open our eyes to see the truth, what is real what is necessary, what God wants. And the beauty of it is that, and also to impart to us the strength to do what God wants. That is the beauty of Jesus. You see, Jesus has not come only to make peace between us and God. No. He's come pay the price to make peace between us and God by, by getting forgive, I mean, paying for our sins, the sins that we cannot pay for. He has allowed us to be free by paying for it. Now, over and above that, having paid for it, now has also given us the opportunity to see 
how to live in this world whilst we still have time to live here. He's given us opportunity of how to, to, to guide us to live here. And also has given us the power and has given us the power to also do what would please God by sending forth the gift of God who is the Holy Spirit to dwell in us and with us to guide us and to give us strength to be able to do everything we need to do and has also showed us what is important whilst we are here in this world and that is by pleasing God and having treasure in heaven and being rich towards God hallelujah so all these things are very important and that is what we must give ourselves to but unfortunately many of us Christians are not giving ourselves to that I said, unfortunately, many of us Christians are not giving ourselves to that. And it is so sad as a Christian not to give yourself to all the wonderful provisions of God for your life here on earth. All the wonder. It's like everything has been provided for you to have a good quality life overall. Good quality life overall and you see when i say life i'm not talking about existing in the flesh because life is beyond existing in the flesh i said life is beyond existing in the flesh when water evaporates from your pot by either boiling it or putting it on the sun you will not see the water in your pot but it doesn't mean that the water is lost the water is no longer in the pot but the water is not lost in the same way when this flesh of ours is put to the grave it doesn't mean that that is the end of the life that is in us no it continues so we can see how jesus has guided us and is still guiding us and how every provision that we need to do what we have to do to have a successful life to have a life that is pleasing to god to make us stand happily before God with all boldness and joy. All these things have been made for us. Satan would deceive us out of it and make us rather do the opposite of the provisions that have been made for our lives. And that is what, as a preacher and as a pastor, my duty towards you is to help you to see and to give yourself to the word in the way you ought to give. Hallelujah. So today, like I said, I'm, for a short time, I'm not preaching for long. For a short time, I want, us to, I want to talk about Jesus and our, our faith and prayer. You know, I want to talk about faith and prayer. Now, sadly, sadly, many Christians don't pray. Many Christians don't pray. And you see, it's, it's nice to advance and say, oh, you know, we don't have time. We don't have time. We have things to do. But you see, the same you that claims you don't have time and you have things to do, you seem to always have time for the things you want to do. 
You seem to always have time for the things you want to do. And you see, the only reason why you are not praying when you have access to God, because you see, the, 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 what we realize is that prayer is not for everybody. Prayer is not for everybody. Prayer is for those who belong to God, the children of God. Prayer is for those who have access to God. And that is through Christ. We are children of God because we believe that Jesus Christ is born of God. And therefore, we also are born of God. That's very simple. Now, through this, we have access to God. We have full access to God. And that is what even the writer of Hebrews tells us. That we should therefore come boldly. We, just, we should therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. So through, through, through Jesus, we have full access to God by his Holy Spirit and by through Jesus himself. Through the blood that was shed for us has made us who were no people to be a people of God. And God is happy to hear from us daily. He's happy to hear from us every time and to talk to him and to engage with him. The nicest moments of my life is when I'm in the house and my children find it necessary to come and chat, sit by me and to talk. Where we are talking about what? About nothing. Of course, they always, sometimes when they come, you know that there's a little bit of agenda, I mean, under, under it. But it doesn't matter. Agenda or no agenda. Even if they didn't come with an agenda, I, have, I must have an agenda for them. So it's nice when you can you have children that they grow up and you can sit and chat and have discussions about things in general. It's, it's very nice. And God also longs for us to come to him. But this is, this is what I want to say about prayer. Listen carefully. This is what I want to say about prayer. The reason why we don't pray or we don't give prayer the attention it deserves is because we are unaware of the dangers around us. Let me say it again. The reason why we don't give prayer the attention it deserves and make the effort that is needed is because we are unaware of the dangers that lacks or is lacking around us. And I want you, I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question. And be ready to answer it for yourself. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, if we read the various accounts of Jesus, what he said as he walked here on earth, one of the things that stands out clearly is that Jesus knows far more than what meets the eyes. 
Jesus knows far more than what meets the eyes. So, when you speak, he knows beyond what you are spoken. He knows what is in your heart. So, it was almost impossible to deceive him. Secondly, he came from heaven and has seen this earth from heaven and knows everything. Thirdly, Jesus is spirit. Jesus is spirit. Who was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. I said, Jesus is spirit who was made flesh and dwelt amongst us for a season. After his death and resurrection, he went back to his state, his old state, and that is spirit. Pastor, how do you know that? The Bible says, I think in John, and he said it in different places, but in John chapter 20, He says Are you there? John 20 Verse 24 But Thomas One of the twelve disciples called Didymus was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. <laughs> Your colleagues are telling you, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, No, except I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my fingers into the print of his nails and thrust my hand into his side I will not believe after eight days again his disciples were within and Thomas was with them Then came Jesus. Now, listen to the word I'm going to read. The words I'm going to read. The doors being shut. The doors being shut. And stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Now, if the doors were shut, how did Jesus enter? What does NLT say? Twenty-six. Eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked. The doors were locked. The doors were locked. 
But suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing amongst them. Hallelujah. Now, nobody went to tell Jesus about what Thomas said. So how did Jesus hear what Thomas said and repeated exactly the same thing? Number two, if the doors were locked, how did he enter? So we see clearly here that after his death and resurrection, Jesus went back to his original form. He had to come in our form so that he could walk and show us how to walk this life and so that he could have a body to be crucified for us. So that he would have blood that will wash away our sins. But we see Jesus now who is now spirit. So what I was, the point I was making was that Jesus being spirit knows and sees what we don't see with our natural eyes. Sometimes we are tempted to say, yeah, Jesus was, had advantage over us. Maybe yes. Maybe yes. Because when Jesus came, though he came as a man, he was born of the Holy Spirit. So he had advantage over us. Yes, he was born of the Holy Spirit and put on our flesh. He had advantage over us in Tesla. But he also, you see, he's not, he's not coming to tell us that no, I'm, he, he came in our form and showed us how to overcome the devil. I, that's why I say, I'm the way. I'm the way to God. But I'm also the way to overcome the enemy. Amen. So we see Jesus knowing all things. Seeing all things. And therefore was never was never deceived by the enemy. Then someone will say, ah, then the temptation of Jesus is no temptation if he had advantage over us. Well, because he was wearing the body, that it, it was a temptation because the temptation was against being in the flesh. One of the first ones was he was hungry. Hunger is hunger. Whether you are God or you are hungry, the flesh is flesh. Hallelujah. Good. Why do you always want to argue? Good. Now, so the question I want to ask you is in John chapter 17. Hallelujah. Now, in John chapter 17, Jesus prayed for his disciples it's a wonderful prayer of Jesus and this is what he said verse 14 I have given them thy word 
and the world hath hated them because they are not of the world even as I am not of the world I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil or the evil one Now the question I'm asking you was the evil so strong that would warrant Jesus to pray for God to keep them from the evil one? I didn't see Jesus pray for them for food. I didn't see Jesus pray for them for a house. I didn't see Jesus pray for them for clothes. I didn't see Jesus pray for them for any of the things that are our headaches. I didn't see Jesus pray for them for any of the things that we strive and give our whole lives for. But rather, I see Jesus pray to God to keep them From the evil. Um, verse NLT says, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. But to keep them safe from the evil one. Listen, listen. If Jesus is who he is. And he is, I know he is who he is. Then the things he gives attention to must be very important for us the things he gives attention to must be very important for us and you see jesus gives attention to safety from the evil one by praying for the disciples now why would you not be concerned about praying against evil why would you live your life as if there's no evil in this world You see, Jesus, after having done all that he had to do, realized that the difference between success and failure is being able to keep the evil one at bay or being able to keep his disciples safe from the evil one. In fact, he said, I've given them your word. I've given them thy word. I have given them thy word. They they have your word. But what they don't have is protection from the evil one. So I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Oh my God, my father. To keep them from the evil one. Now what it means for me is that in the world in which we live there is evil. There's constant danger to our existence and our well-being here but most christians are oblivious most christians are asleep most christians when you talk about prayer it's almost like you don't have anything to do that's why you will talk about prayer but you see the only reason why you walk in hebrew 
and other more dangerous places of the land and walk recklessly and carelessly is because you don't know the danger you are in. But those who know, I said those who know the danger they are in, in such an area, will not even want to go there. I said they will not want to go there even if they are going somewhere else and they have to pass there. They will want to avoid the place. I know people who after years of living around do not want to come to Sunnyside. They will not want to come to Sunnyside for anything. And it's true. There are places inside because going there is almost risking your life. Look, our life is at risk everywhere on earth. It's, it's, it's not like there's one place more safer than the other. But in a certain sense, yes, there are places that when you are, you are a bit more relaxed. And you don't have to be very careful. There are places where when, when you are walking, you don't answer your call. Because answering the call is the last time you answer the call from that phone. Hallelujah. Now, so in the same way, you see, we are in a place where we, we seem to be oblivious. We seem to be unaware of the evil that exists around us. Of the wicked one that is constantly around. And yet, and yet, we live our lives as if everything is okay. And therefore, we don't pray. We don't spend time to pray. We see now in this flow prayers where our father is praying with us hours upon hours. Praying. Praying. Touching on different issues. For our safety. For this. For that. And different, different issues. And then some of us, it's almost like we just log in and then off we go. Listen, let me say this to you. In the walk with God, there are ranks. In the walk with God, there are ranks. That's what I need to say to you. That's number one. Number two, you need somebody to help you, to lead you. You see, the person who is a mass professor today was a mass student yesterday. He was taught by somebody, the mass that he has become a professor of. Now, in the same way, you see, you can pray. Your pastor can lead you to pray. But when the pastor of your pastor is leading you to pray, it's important for you. I said it is important for you to make it a part of you. Whatever arrangement you have to make to be a part of that prayer, it's important. Because you can see that in this season where we have been having the flow prayers, the things Bishop has been leading us to pray on, led by the Holy Spirit, I tell you, some of them, you, may, you will never even have thought about it, that you need to pray about it. But as he expounds on it and shows us the seriousness of it, 
The only thing you can do is, Lord, help me. It, the only thing you, your response is, this calls for prayer. Because unless the Lord has helped us, we are doomed. Unless the Lord has had mercy, there's nothing we can over, do to overcome. So that is why we pray. And that is why you must make it a point to be part of the prayer. Plan your life around the prayer. I said, plan your life around the prayer. Some of you who says we are studying, we are students. Listen, your studies is only of use. Only when you are protected from the evil one. I said, your study is only of use. Only when you are protected from You see, listen, I'm not saying something that it's like I'm trying to conjure. I mean, just come up with something that is not there. Jesus said in verse 14, he says, I have given them thy word. I have given, I have taught them what you asked me to teach them. You see, in, 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 in verse 3, Okay, let's, let, let's, read, let's read from verse 1 of John 17. These works spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven. The, the reason why we know his prayers is that he, didn't, he was not addressing the disciples. He lifted up his eyes to heaven. Somebody says, how do we know heaven is not on earth? Because Jesus lifted up his eyes upwards, not downwards. Oh, he was speaking to the sky. Really? You are not well. These works spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is eternal life, that thou might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine old self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of this world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words which thou givest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them, I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. So we see that, you know, Jesus writing out his completion, task that is completed, 
said, I've given them your word. They have received it. And they have believed that you sent me. And he says, While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those whom thou givest me, I have kept. And none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. And now I come to thee, and these things spake I in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in them. Verse 14. I have given them thy word. But you see, after having done everything, I said, after having done everything, Jesus found it necessary that after having done everything, safety from the evil one is the main thing that is left. Safety from the evil one is the main thing that is left. Now, therefore, if Jesus identified that the risk to all his effort is the evil one, then I want to tell you that the evil that is in where we live is very great and very significant, very threatening. Very, it, it, it calls for prayer. It calls for prayer. So it is only because you can't see the world that is around you in the invisible, the demons that are working to bring your life to an end and to make your life a mess. That is why you will neglect prayer in exchange for running around like a chicken that has no head. Some of you, when they say a headless chicken, you don't know because you never killed a chicken. All the chicken you have been buying is the one from Woolworth since you were born. So you have not seen a chicken being killed in certain settings. All the chicken you have seen being killed were killed in a factory. So you don't see them running around. But if you grew up in Africa, proper Africa, when the chicken is killed, they cut the head and they allow the blood to spill. Then they leave it to run around and the chicken will move around just all around the place and it will fall down dead. I don't know why they do that. But I I think these days people's eyes are open so they they have a better way of killing it. But what happens is when you cut the neck, the, the, the muscles and they're struggling struggling so there's a lot of shaking and things like that and some people find it easy to leave it around to just run around because it has no direction it can't run away it just moves around and then the blood comes out and is dead amen Amen. so listen we 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 must take prayer seriously because jesus took prayer seriously in several scriptures Maybe next week I'll share with you. In several scriptures, we see Jesus taking prayer seriously. And then, and then, listen. He tells us a parable that has to do with prayer. You see, the beauty of Jesus to me, the beauty of Jesus to me is how Is how he tells us what to do. 
having exemplified I said, having exemplified what he has told us to do. In Luke 18, Thank you, Holy Spirit. I I hope you understand why you must make every effort to pray. Especially when you have access to God by the blood of Jesus and by the Holy Spirit. You know, it's a different thing if you can't do it because you don't have access. But it's sad not to do it even though you have access and yet be surrounded by danger and allow the danger to operate in your life without protection. No, no, but, but listen. If, if, if God knows that we are in danger, why doesn't he just protect us? Why must we pray? Well, let me say something to you. I can answer that question. But the reason why we must pray is because Jesus prayed. And Jesus is the author and the finisher of my faith. So, if the work of God is to believe on him whom he has sent. So if Jesus prayed, then we, have to, we also have to pray. And then secondly, Jesus said we should pray. I said, Jesus said we should pray. So we need to pray. It's as simple as that. You are, you are, you are rebellious. And you see, when you rebel, the only thing that will happen with you is that Satan would have you for lunch. That's all. That's the only thing that will happen to you. You are so used to rebelling that you don't even know where to stop with your rebellion. And you rebel so much so that you rebel into the hands of Satan. In Luke chapter 18, verse 8, Jesus says, I tell you, that he would avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth. Hey! Jesus didn't say when he comes, shall he find human beings on earth. He said, shall he find faith on earth. Shall he find faith on earth? He said, I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many would he find on earth who have faith? And this was at the conclusion of a parable which he started in verse 1 when he said, Men ought always to pray and not faint. The New Living Translation says, One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that 
They should always pray and never give up. They should always pray and never give up. And then this is a parable he said. There was in a certain there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded men. And there was a widow in that city. And she came unto him saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterwards said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard men, yet because this widow troubleth me, I would avenge her, lest her continual coming, she, lest by her continual coming, she weary me. You see, what made the, the, person, the, the person who did not fear God nor regarded the person of man, what made, what made him decide to do what was requested was just was by the continual coming. The continual coming. Not the person, but the continual coming. The continual coming to address the same issue. And the Lord said, look at what the unjust judge, somebody who is not correct. Somebody who is not correct is affected by persistence. How much more God, who is very correct? I don't know if you understand the parable that Jesus was speaking. Jesus was making a point that just the continual coming, just persistence, continually praying continually seeking and talking to the person about help is making somebody who has no fear for God and who does not regard the person of human being decide to do what is required of him just the continuity now how much more somebody who is just like God how much more somebody who is, is biased towards his children put it in that way they say Jesus said hear what the unjust just said and shall not God avenge his own elect so that's why the NLT says so don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night Would he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant to them quickly. He will grant justice to them quickly. But when the son of man returns, how many would he find on earth who have faith? How many would he find on earth who have faith to believe that God would answer them, that God will hear them, that God will do what they desire of him? Hallelujah. So Jesus is showing us a faith which pleases God. Also does pray. I said Jesus is teaching us that faith which pleases God also does pray. Because it takes faith to pray. And it takes faith to continue to pray. You see, you think you are being smart. By giving the many excuses you are giving. Oh, you know, I need to go and do this. I need to have this. Listen, you are not wise. 
you are not wise to spend all your effort in acquisitions without spending on protection of what you acquire. That's, 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 that's the that knowing very well that your acquisitions is of use only when you are protected. First of all, the things you are you have acquired is protected. Secondly, you yourself, your life is protected. That is that's the only time when your acquisitions will be beneficial to both you and the people that are connected to you. That's the only time you see when you are protected from the works of darkness. That's when you can enjoy what you have acquired. So why do you why do you leave every effort that you need to make for your protection, for your guidance, for your help. And just focus on your raw energy going to work and work and work. Don't you realize that through prayer you will receive wisdom about different situations? Don't you realize that through prayer you will receive help from God? Who has bewitched you that you should not pray? I said, who has that what you have so much faith in that I believe in Jesus and God? You started by a prayer, a prayer that you were led to pray. So how come? But you see, Jesus knowing the danger. I said, Jesus knowing what where you are, and seeing everything that is arrowed against you says to you that men always ought to pray. Not men as in the male figure, but men as in human beings. Always ought to pray and not faint. Listen, as I bring to a conclusion this short message, I really want to encourage you that whatever you need to do, I said whatever you need to do, to pray. Spend the time to pray. And you see, let me say this to you. Like language, we learn by listening to others speak. In the same way, if you want to learn how to pray, listen to somebody who knows how to pray, pray. And you see, most of the time, people who know how to pray, you will hardly see them praying. You will hardly hear them pray. Because they also know that the real prayer is the prayer that is done in secret. Because that is where also the Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So real, real prayer for a person takes place in secret. Now, the corporate prayer is also necessary. But from the corporate prayer, you can learn how to pray. You see, one of the ways that we, if you, are, if you have been joining the flow prayer, 
one of the easiest way to pray for those of you who say you don't know what to pray is just to read the Bible and pray about whatever is there. If it's a good thing, pray that, Lord, let me enjoy or let me walk in this. Let me do things that bring this into my life. If it's a bad thing, you pray, Lord, deliver me from this. That's all. That's all. It's as simple as ABC. So those of you who say you don't know how to pray, just take the Bible and be reading and be talking to God about what you are reading. Yeah, that, that's all. Talk to God about what he has written and what he has said. You can ask him questions, but Lord, why did you only deal with Miriam and not deal with Aaron when they both spoke against Moses? Yeah, you can chat with God. Hallelujah. That's prayer. But you see, if you don't join in the prayers, you will not see how to pray. You will not learn how to pray. Because you see, and first of all, it's easier to stay long in prayer when you are a group than when you are alone. So if you don't learn how to stay long in prayer as a group, you will not be able to stay long when you are alone. But if you learn how to stay long in group, you can then also begin to exercise what you have learned by in your private. It may not go immediately to the same thing when you are a group, but at least it will go for a distance. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you, and especially in these times also where the prayers are being done in our, in our own homes, it's also a way of learning how to sit in your chair and be praying how to be pacing up and down in the house and be praying so you say oh no i don't listen you are just making excuses and the only reason why you are making excuses is the danger because you are not aware of the danger i asked some people if they told you that there's a snake in the room where you are but don't worry the snake is not going to affect you you can lie on your bed to sleep would you sleep no matter how sleepy you feel if an information comes that there is a snake i saw a snake come here no matter even if the snake is gone out you will never sleep in that room one day we went for a camp and somebody saw a snake coming from another room pass by their bed to go out that was the end the following morning they said we are out of here no matter nothing could be said they said we are out of here of course from that time also we ourselves never went to that place for a camp again does it mean that the places where we go there are no snakes there are snakes all over but it's because we've not seen them but when we see it makes us very alert so in the same way you see the only reason why satan is deceiving you not to pray is because you can't perceive the danger but you see, if you are a man of faith, then you believe in Jesus and you believe in his word. And so if Jesus says men always ought to pray, you say, if Jesus said men always ought to pray, then no matter how I feel, I'll pray. Because you see, the demons that are troubling us and fighting our lives are only doing so because we don't pray, because we don't talk to God about the situation. Because when we come to God, we are focused on something else. 
but don't talk about a real situation because we are always in a hurry. But you see, when you spend long time in God's presence, you begin to engage God in conversations that you don't even know that it is a very important conversation. And that is why you must pray long. Some people say, but what do you do praying long hours? And the same people are always complaining when their loved ones spend short time with them. You must learn to pray. Jesus said men always ought to pray. Let us spend time to pray. Let us spend time to pray. And let us enjoy and learn how to pray for long hours by joining the flow prayer meetings on Tuesday from 5.30 a.m. I said from 5.30 a.m. to whenever it's done. You can't do the eight hours. It's okay. You do four hours. I tell you, if you do four hours or you do what you can do. Most of you, you can do four hours. You can do four hours. If you want to do four hours. If you want to do four hours. You can do four hours. You can even do the eight hours if you want to do it. You just have to talk to your boss. You just have to arrange your calendar. You just have to arrange your timetable. And you can do it. It's because prayer is not elevated by you. I said it's because prayer is not valued by you. That is why you don't give it the time it deserves. But listen, as I end, if Jesus was so concerned after all that he has done to pray for protection from the evil one, please, I'm pleading with you. Whatever it would take to develop a prayer life in you, develop it it is your key to your protection from the evil one because the evil one is real I said the evil one is real and is particularly you are his target because you belong to God I said particularly you are his target because you belong to God. Particularly, you are his target in this world because you belong to God through your faith in Jesus Christ as the son of God. And therefore, I plead with you, whatever it will cost, whatever it will take, pay because we are in a very dangerous environment. It's only because we are blind and cannot see into the spirit realm that is why we cannot see the many demonic activities that are going on. But I pray that by faith, I said by faith, you will stand on the word of God and pray. Because Jesus said, men always ought to pray. May you fulfill this instruction. May you fulfill this advice men always ought to pray say that it will be said of you that you are a man of faith thank you Holy Spirit thank you Jesus thank you Holy Spirit thank you Lord make us men and women who pray make us men and women whose reverence spending time in your presence let none under the sound of my voice be prayerless. 
let none under the sound of my voice be prayerless Lord I stand on their behalf and I ask the stirring up of your Holy Spirit in their hearts that we would give ourselves to prayer that we would give ourselves to prayer because it is only by prayer that we will receive protection from the evil that is around us we may not see it but if our savior prayed for the protection of his disciples from the evil that is around them then this same evil is around us because we are still in the world and the bible you have said in your word that in the last days evil shall abound lord keep us keep us from this evil as we constantly lift up our voice and pray to you hear us when we pray lord hear us hear us stir in us oh lord a strong passion holy spirit that we will pray that we may give you an opportunity to make intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered may we not shut you up by not engaging ourselves in prayer but may we engage ourselves in prayer daily for long hours that we would give you an opportunity to do your work in us to pray for us to help our infirmities in our prayers by praying for us and by praying through us thank you Holy Spirit you are our help may we seek you every day of our lives may we come before your throne for the word tells us to come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may find grace we come we come thank you holy spirit you are my strength thank you jesus thank you we are drawing near with our hearts in full assurance of faith seeking you as a precious every our heart sprinkled from evil ways and evil conscience and our bodies washed with blood we come boldly before your throne you taught us to pray you prayed always you prayed may we be people who pray as we look at the effect of your prayers on the success of your work here on earth and thank you that you currently sit to make intercessions for us we shall pray lord we shall pray every excuse is weakened in the name of jesus and cast out of the window we have admitted lord that our prayerlessness is because we have not perceived the danger that is around us but that you prayed for your disciples to be kept from evil we will rise up every morning we'll rise up early in the morning we'll stay up late at night to seek your protection from evil 
to seek your deliverance from evil it is only you who can and who will defeat the enemy and keep him at bay from any works in our lives it is only you who would guide other our steps out of the path of evil that satan would have no reason to do anything in our lives thank you holy spirit oh release upon us the spirit that prays stirring up a strong passion to pray for in prayer we are kept from the evil one for in prayer we are giving guidance for in prayer we are protected for in prayer we are delivered against every work of darkness oh lord early in the morning you will hear our cry our voice shall be lifted up unto you holy holy shall be our cry unto you early in the morning we shall seek you late at night we shall call on you lord every day of our lives for the bible tells us men always ought to pray men always ought to pray may we pray without ceasing may we pray every moment of our lives may we make special time with you may we overcome every excuse that seemed to be reasonable to us and see it for what it is as a preventer from developing in our lives the prayer life that we need may we like prayer may we enjoy prayer as we enjoy singing as we enjoy dancing as we enjoy doing other things lord may we enjoy praying lord this is our prayer to you lord may we be found always calling on you for you have assured us that they that call on you you would answer we know we know that because of our relationship with you you would avenge the enemy speedily for us you will give us justice thank you holy spirit sing something that we know oh Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Help us to pray, Lord. May we seek your face daily. May we look to your presence and your hand upon our lives. May we give prayer a time. May we not relegate it to the background. But may we put it ahead before us. May we be a people that are identified with always talking to you. Lord, help us. We are aware. We are aware of the danger that is around us. We are aware of where we are. That we are in the enemy's territory. You have redeemed us from the hands of the enemy. But we still are in his territory. Therefore, Lord, may we do what would bring your presence and your power in our lives daily may we always call on you for your involvement in our lives day to day may we seek to you may we seek from you help help us oh lord help us oh lord you are beautiful yes you are your face is all i see 
Our Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for this privilege and this opportunity that we have. Jesus, thank you for being a good and a perfect example for us. Leading us into what we need to do. Thank you for being the light of our lives. Showing us what is significant and what is important. Thank you that you never elevated anything above what it deserves. But through you, we know the place of everything. You assured us not to worry about what to eat, what to wear, based on the fact that the giver of life would give what it takes to sustain it. Thank you that you revealed to us what we always ought to do. And you demonstrated it a great while before day, you will rise up to pray. You spend the whole night praying. You prayed for to our hearing. And above all, you prayed for us to know the contents of your prayer. You prayed, let your will be done. You prayed, let them be one. You prayed, keep them from the evil one. You pray, take them not out of this world, but keep them from the evil one. Thank you, Father, for this that we have in your Son, Jesus, our Savior. We shall be followers of Jesus. Thank you for every deception that has gone out of the window of our lives. And thank you for bringing to us what is real. Thank you for your wisdom that teaches us to protect what you give us through prayers. Thank you for your wisdom that neglects not one and gives preeminence to the other, but that gives equal attention to both. You pray so much so, Jesus, that your disciples could feel your prayer life and they said to you, teach us to pray. Lord, you instructed us to pray. We are obedient. For you said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? You said men always ought to pray. Father, as Jesus has said to us, men always ought to pray. Holy, holy, holy. Early in the morning, our prayers shall rise unto you. Early in the morning, late at night, in the noonday, our prayers, we will continually come to you. Because we are persistently in danger every hour because of where we are. But we know that our safety is of you as we call on you. Oh, holy. Lift up your voice. 
Jesus. Holy, holy, the song of our hearts. Early in the morning, early in the morning. step out of our dwelling places without having spoken with you without having sought your help and may we commune with you in our hearts even as we go about our daily duties seeking your help demonstrating our absolute dependence and reliance on you in every situation may we never take a step without talking to you about it like David may we always be found to inquire of you what to do which way to go because this way we have not been before it is you who knows all things and it is you who has the power to make all things possible thank you for the many lives that you have given to be blessed by you I pray that none of your children shall walk this life without being what you have called them to be. Without being what you have purposed for their lives. Let everybody fulfill their calling. We thank you, Holy Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, maybe you heard the word and you want to say, Pastor, I don't know, but I want to have a relationship with God. I want to know God so that I can pray to him against the evil that is in this world. It begins by, first of all, receiving the one God sent to us, Jesus Christ. Believing on him as the son of God who came to die for your sins. And receiving him in your heart as your Lord and Savior. You are home. And I will say, Pastor, please pray with me. I'll pray with you. Yes, you said it in your heart, but God knows it and God hears it. Therefore, let us pray this prayer together. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this opportunity. That I have. That I have. To stand before you. To stand before you. Just as I am. Just as I am. I know who I am. I know who I am. I am a total sinner. I'm a total sinner. 
But today as I stand before you, today as I stand before you, I ask you for forgiveness of my sins. For forgiveness of my sins. And I repent. And I repent of my ways. Of my ways. And I submit to you. And I submit to you as my God. As my God. From today, from today, guide me. Guide me. Show me the way. Show me the way that I may walk in. That I may walk in. I confess Jesus Christ. I confess Jesus Christ. As my Lord and as my Savior. As my Lord and my Savior. I believe in Him. I believe in Him. As your son. As your son. Who died for my sins. Who died for my sins. Rose again on the third day. Rose again on the third day. Seated at your right hand. Seated at the right hand. Jesus. Jesus. By this prayer. By this prayer. I receive you into my heart. I receive you into my heart. As my Lord. As my Lord. As my master. As my master. As you lead me, as you lead me, I will follow you. I will follow. That I will not walk in darkness. I will not walk in darkness. Because you are the light of my life. Because you are the light of my life. And you are the light of this world. You are the light of this world. In which I live. In which I live. Therefore, I will follow you. Therefore, I will follow you. I ask for the gift of your Holy Spirit. I ask for the gift of your Holy Spirit. Into my life. Into my life. To help me. To help me. In all that I have to do. In all that I have to do. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, I pray for these ones that your hands will rest upon them, that you will bless them and keep them from falling by the wayside. They have prayed in the secrets of their houses, but you have seen their hearts, and you would answer them, O Lord, speedily. Their lives will bear testimony that you are a God who hears and you are a God who loves. I give you praise and I give you adoration. And I pray for everyone who is in any difficult situation, Lord. Thank you that there's nothing too hard for you to do. And therefore, I ask for your power to move on their behalf. Heal them that are sick because by the stripes of Jesus we were healed. May we receive our healing yes. as we make our confession of Jesus Christ as our healer. May the legs that could not walk, walk. Oh, May them that are bed bound rise up. Yes. May them that are troubled with many diseases be set free. Headaches, pains, whatever it is, in the name of Jesus, yes. I declare that yes. this is illegal yes. in your child. Yes. in somebody that belongs to you yes. therefore satan i command you to take your hands off take your hands off in the mighty name of jesus i pray thank you for deliverance from every evil work thank you for the presence of the spirit of god in our dwelling places every chain and every yoke of the enemy is broken over your life every covenant that has been made as you stand today to declare that you no longer submit to it receive your freedom in the name of jesus and walk away from it having been cleansed and be protected by the blood no work of the enemy shall prosper against you it is only the work of the holy spirit that shall manifest in your life i thank you father in jesus name amen amen we believe you've been blessed by this message to stay connected follow our lci social media platform